Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Can we try again? World's crazy right now, isn't it? Right? <laughs> and I think you're right, Chris. I think the grid in California is a little weak right now, man. It's crazy stuff. So yeah, Xander just informed me. You guys haven't heard any of my brilliant content. Okay, you guys haven't heard any of my brilliant content so far. Holy shit. Really? I set this bad puppy up, right? Thanks, Russia. <laughs> hey, 215, Xander, go to work now. He's working this bad puppy, man. Really j- is not going to the Eagles. This just did. We heard bits and pieces. Hey, Dank, thanks for sticking by, man. Dude, the internet, I cannot believe it, too. We spent all this money on upgrading everything, too, for the show. Okay. All I heard was where. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go, baby. That's right. Let's go. Hey, really? The thing got me so flustered. I said, DeMarcus, where? Uh, Sills, he's been retired for a few years now. You might want to do some research. I got it, man. All right. Lawrence and where? <laughs> Heard bits and pieces. Thank you guys again. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Wait a minute. Should I even say hit the like button? Why don't we do this before I before you guys hit the like button? Let's see if these commies in California can keep us connected. Is that fair? Chris, that was amazing. No, 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 Chris. Not a 4-8. Okay? A 4-7-8 he ran. A 4-7-8 Jordan Davis ran. At 351 pounds. Okay? A 478. When you're that big, 478, give the big fella his due from Georgia, man. Dude, that was insanity. He's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. And I'll even say that that Neil kid from uh, Evan Neal from Alabama. You see him do those one-legged box jumps? Absolutely incredible. Hugh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. All right. Let's do this. Now we can start the show here. Gary Cobb will join us today, too, by the way. I'm hoping Gary Cobb joins us. We got everything going on today because Gary Cobb's on his way to Israel. He told me, he goes, hey, I'm going to do the show for you, man, but I'm on my way to Israel. And I'm like, oh, good, man. So, you know, let's see if we can hammer him out. So we're going to get him at 430 here. Let me start it out by doing this, though. Mari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence? Which one of these guys best fits Philadelphia? Um, Amari Cooper coming to the Eagles. Would he even entertain that if he does become one of the cap casualties that Adam Schefter is saying the Cowboys are going to have as we get closer to the start of the NFL season, March 18th? Um. Is that a guy you would bring in here? Do we not agree, guys? And Lambo says, I'll take both. 
You have the money for it. You have the money for it. But why would Amari Cooper want to come and play in Philly? Get to play the Cowboys twice. You play in New York twice. Or you play in New York once, but you play the Giants twice. You're in the top-rated division. But here's the problem. You got Jalen Hurts. You're not going to get the same amount of throws thrown your way, especially with Howie having invested in Devontae Smith. You're almost like in the same situation that you were in Dallas. Now, let me ask you this. Guys, let me, let me throw this at you here because this is how this is how Amari Cooper's got to be thinking now. I make Dak a better player. Can I make Jalen Hurts a better player? How much, how much better of a player can Amari Cooper make Jalen Hurts? As good as Dak? Does Dak suffer from this and walk backwards a little bit? I think he does. I think he does. Dak was a completely different player prior to Amari Cooper. Remember? Jerry went out, made the draft choice, trade for Amari Cooper with the Raiders. They sent draft choices, and guess what? Dak took off, put big numbers up. Could he do the same thing for Jalen Hurts? Wow, Andrew, if you're telling me you think Amari Cooper's like Alshon Jeffrey, I want none of that. Man, I sure hope not. Now, to your point, Andrew, he has he has disappeared in games. 215 says, I don't think so. Hurts didn't even have the instinct to find Smitty. I, that bugs me, and I know that he has to think that. But can you imagine having Amari Cooper and Devontae Smith as your two wide receivers? Jeremiah says, no, Amari. Low motor. Man, it just seems like in Eagle games, he was just a no-show. Paul, Amari Cooper in big game sucks. Lawrence all day. Dude, Demarcus Lawrence has an enormous cap number for the Cowboys. That's why he's being cut. Okay? Hey, hey, Birdman. That's the story of California. It's never in the middle, which means they're never consistent in California. There's nothing consistent in California. Okay? But I'm glad that we're back up and running. Thank you so much. Hey, what do you think, guys? You like the new view? Okay? I don't need any more, any more of them stupid headphones. Big Pickett says Lawrence can change the defense. Cooper isn't that good. Timothy, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, okay? I, I never really had really lofty grades on Amari Cooper. I thought Amari was a good football player. I never thought he was a $20 million a year guy. Okay? Fletcher Cox next to Lawrence. Who you blocking? Dude, I agree. It'd be like Sapp and Simeon Rice back in the day. <laughs> I like the view minus the buck and ear gear. Earbuds? No, man. Nothing. 
No cow. Wait a minute. See, Razor, why wouldn't you want to have your opponent's best players on your team to weaken them and to go back and play against them when he can give you intel? A Demarcus Lawrence could give you intel on Dan Quinn's defense and their offense, and Amari could also. You're telling me you want more, not, wouldn't want any of that? Boy, give me that all day. Give me that all day. I get to weaken the Cowboys, have those star players on my team. You guys look at it wrong, man. Hey, Razor, I don't look at it like that. You give me a couple of your best players, so you wouldn't want Saquon Barkley in your backfield and weaken the Giants. Come on, man. This is about the division. You got to win the division first. Okay? How he's supposedly going after Landry? You mean Jarvis Landry? Hey, BF Sills, you're the best radio host in the business, man. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, even with the internet being in and out, now I'm going to say it. Hit the bitch. Hit the like button, man. We accept Harden. Why not Lawrence? Exactly, man. Why not think about taking Cowboy players? We got to think about it. Exactly. Kill the Cowboy fans. Oh, my God, Kevin. That's exactly right. Hey, you know what? If we're fortunate enough to get Gary Cobb on today before he gets on his airplane, he went from the Cowboys to the Eagles. Doug says the problem is historically Cowboy players coming to the Eagles hasn't worked out well. Hmm. Okay. Harold Landry. Got you. Got you. DeMarco Murray killed us. He did. He did. Just signed Landry. Then the Titans let him walk. When the Titans let him walk. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's do this, guys. Let's get over to our friend, and let's talk to our friend um, Gary Cobb now. Gary, Gary's on his way, folks. Gary's on his way to Israel. Dude, how fun, man. You're on your way to Israel? Yeah, uh, going to Israel, uh, you know, uh, Gerald McCoy. He's uh, he's taking a trip, trip to uh, A.J. Wright, K.J. Wright um, with Seattle. So uh, we got a defense in case they want to play. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love it. What about the news today? Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper look like they're going to be released as we get closer to March 18th. You think the Eagles should have some interest in either of those guys or maybe even both of those guys? Well, you know, you, you know that uh, really in both of those areas, they need a veteran wide receiver. So uh, I could see where they could show some interest there. And then they got to get to the passer, man. They, they need help getting to the passer. Um, I know um, people were talking about, you know, the kid that ran the 4 7, the kid that did you know, 340 and stuff. You know, that's pretty amazing. But they, they need pressure off the corner. Uh, but they've got to do something about the defensive line. I mean, Fletcher Cox has been a, a great player for an you know, extended period of time for the Eagles and everything. But, you know, he's getting, he's getting on there in years. Uh, they got to get dominating people. They, I, I think they correctly build their team looking at the defensive line, looking at the guys in the – okay, uh-oh. Is everything cool? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, Gary, all I, I I'm saying – hey, Gary, 
All I'm saying is you better check your bags, man. I mean, look what they did to Brittany Griner. You, yeah, you maybe I, want to check your bags. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know what that is. But, uh, you know, we're up here at JFK. And, um, you know, I don't I don't know what. <laughs> hey, it looks like you're running. You, hey, are you running for cover? <laughs> hey, turn that off, man. What? What is that? But anyway, I guess it'll go, go off in, in due time. But. But yeah, we got a, got about uh, it's about twenty guys going over, and it's all part of a, a NFL uh, group. And so you're not you're, uh, hey hey you're not you're not flying. Both I wanted to go. I told him I would. Hey, you're not you're not you're not, you're not flying over Russia or anything like that, are you? Uh, <laughs> now, hey, you know that's the first thing I ask. <laughs> you know what? You know, uh, and you know I sympathize with the Ukraines and all that. But I'm not really interested in, in going, you know, going there and, you know, you know, but uh, ho hopefully, you know, everything will work out. I don't know what is all that noise. What's hey, that hey noise? let me ask you this. Somebody opened the door. Could they close it? How long? You don't know how long? It'll, it'll, it'll stop. It's going to stop. The noise is going to stop soon. Hey, hey but, Gary. Let me... But I really think the Eagles have definitely, they've got to address what's going on in the defensive line. They could use a veteran wide receiver. So, you know, they may be interested in the guys that the um, the Cowboys have put out there or are going to put out there, you know. So we'll see. Gary, don't you agree this, that, I mean, one thing is for sure that the Dallas Cowboys now, are going to be weakened by this without Amari Cooper on that team and Demarcus where are Demarcus Lawrence on that team? There's no question. Who is the best team in the NFC East now? Is it is it the Eagles now? Do you think that are the best team in the NFC East? Uh, I, I definitely. I, I think the. Wait, let me. Uh... Are you okay? I think, hey, now now I'm concerned. <laughs> now, 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 now I'm concerned. <laughs> hey, dude. So, okay. Okay, now I'm concerned. Okay, it's New York. The Boomer Show with Cilio. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jeremiah's going, what is happening? <laughs> no smile. G send us a smoke signal, man. Okay, <laughs> Razor, that ain't right. An, it's, an incoming Scud missile, dude. You're not right, man. Talk about a rocket. <laughs> oh my God, call Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> my ass off. He's that look. I thought he said he was at JFK, man. A maniac. You're an ass bag for today. I wouldn't let Barrett talk. Hey, I want to thank everybody. This is wonderful and how the show started today, this afternoon. I'm loving this, man. I've never been on a more chaotic show in my life until today. Today's it. Today's it. Welcome to the real world, folks. Humor. Hey, you. You see, look at Hugh. Hugh's the guy that laughs at people's mistakes. You're like my wife. My wife saw a guy run through a, um, a windowpane 
She laughed her ass off. My aunt hit her head in a, like at a party once with a wine bottle. My wife and my kid laughed. Controlled chaos. Thank you. Thank thank you. We still have 1.5 hours to go. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, we do. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I make this thing any more funnier? Xander, Xander, I'm going to do it here. Let me, before I go to break, let me do it here. I'm going to make this, I'm going to finish this segment off like a true professional should. Okay. I'm going to do it here. There you go. We now have support for the Big Sill Show and the National Football Show with Manscaped. These guys are the best in the business for below the waist grooming. Manscaped. They protect the family jewels. This is what I'm saying. Hang on here. Better than Fort Knox. Hey, we talked about Tom Brady's balls for how long? Two years? Okay. Look at what the NFL did when it came to protecting Tom Brady's balls, right? You wait to see what Manscaped can do. Join the over 4 million men worldwide that trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Are you guys ready? Okay, 20% off of free worldwide shipping. If you use the code Cilio, S as in Sam, I-L-E-O. That's S as in Sam, I-L-E-O, manscaped.com. Now, let me see. This is not even on the script. My math is right. That's like 8 million balls that Manscaped protects world, worldwide. Now, wait a minute here. Tell me this. You guys want to see my package? Can I show you my package? Look at this. Here's the package. See? Look, 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 look at this, too. Look at this. Your balls will thank you. This is what you get. And you get the amazing weed whacker. How you doing? By the way, little note by Xander. Xander says, be careful. This baby works, okay? That baby works. <laughs> hey, that baby works, okay? That's my package, and that's the greatness of the weed whacker. Look at the weed whacker. See the weed whacker there? Okay. Hey, get 20% off of free shipping. Use the promo code Cilio. S says in Sam, I-L-E-O. That's S says in Sam, I-L-E-O at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the promo code Cilio, S as in Sam, I-L-E. Unlock confidence that you'll need, and you need to use the right tools. That's Manscaped, and do me a favor. Tell them your boy Cilio sent you. Hit the like button. Back in three minutes. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just 
disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Might have to use the weed whacker on the, you know, the beard. That was easily the uh, worst 30 minutes of broadcasting I probably have ever had, but the funniest. (laughs) Viagra ad next. You don't understand something, D's nuts. Let me hook you up on something. I I can be bought. I can be bought. Well, don't, don't. Sills price standard to focus. <laughs> Jesus, primity. All right, guys, listen. NFL combines, okay, are really showing you a lot of good players that are going to go through the NFL uh, draft this coming April. I really do think that there's going to be quite some players that are going to be able to um, really do a great job and really help a lot of football teams out. Okay, I do. Um, I wrote some guys down that impressed me over the weekend. And I really did. I thought for sure that you saw an opportunity for some players for them to be able to really improve themselves. Let me give you some of the names that I threw out here, okay? You know, I I watched this kid, Nick Cross. And these are not the guys who are your top 35 or top 40 guys. These are guys that I think you're going to be able to get later um, in the draft. And these are going to be guys that are going to be around two, three 
in that in that area of the draft, okay? I think you're going to be in that area there. So let me throw this. Hang on for a second. He says not impressed. Wait a minute. Hey, Vaselli. Okay, McDuffie is graded as the seventh best player at the draft this past weekend. He was graded as the seventh best prospect. The kid from Washington had a great weekend. And his game tape backed it up. Watch this now. So this kid, Nick, this kid, Nick Cross. No, I don't think the Giants are going to take him. I think the Giants are going to go O-line, D-line in the upcoming April draft. Um, he ran a 4-3-4, 37 vertical. Um, he's 6'1", 212 pounds, and he's a safety. That's the kind of kid you can get in the second or third round. He may continue to go up into the low end of the first round, but I thought he absolutely improved his standings. And he's a guy that's going to be down in that area where if you wanted to trade down, say you're Howie, and you want to trade out of 19, say you want to trade down to 25 or 27 with a team to get another draft pick, he's a guy you could take. You need a safety. Not seeing this? Hey, kid ran a 4-3-4. What aren't you seeing? He's 6-1. What aren't you seeing? Okay? This kid, in, 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 in my opinion, this kid, Sauce Gardner, 6-3 from Cincinnati, I don't believe that he is going to be where the Eagles are drafting currently. I think he's skyrocketing, in my opinion. I think he's skyrocketing up the draft. 6-3, runs a 4-4-1. We were talking about him earlier today, Barrett and myself. Kid's 190 pounds. I'm just telling you, man. Okay? Hey, listen, Razor, I know, safety. I don't know if I'm... I don't know. I don't know if I'm drafting a first round draft choice in the, in the first round. I get you, okay. Hey, Andrew, I love the kid, man. Okay, Razor said Sauce doesn't play zone. Okay, Philly needs a look at Lewis. Here, let me throw another guy at you. I don't think that they'll draft this kid, but Desmond Ritter, I thought helped himself a lot. These are guys that impressed me on what I saw in the draft, okay? These are guys that, for me, that I saw help themselves over the weekend. Desmond Ritter, um, I really thought that he had an absolutely great weekend. I think he really did a fine job. Um, I thought that, you know, you saw him throw the football. I think people were impressed with him. They were impressed with his interview. I thought he did a nice job throwing the football, okay? This Zion, I think I'm saying his name right, McCallum from Sam Houston State. 6'2", 200 pounds, 39 and a half vertical. Here's another guy that you could take a look at that I thought when every time I watched him on the field. Now, Sam Houston State, there we go. We get into that position where we start talking about small schools now. I really thought that he helped himself. And the defensive backs that are going to be in this potential draft I think are absolutely spectacular. I really do. I think there's going to be guys that you're going to get in rounds two and three that are going to have first-round ability. 
it's a pretty deep draft there at that position. I thought the defensive linemen too um, were really, really impressive. You know what? I'll tell you this. Aiden Hutchinson kid did not impress me. He, he didn't. I, I thought David Ajabo impressed me. The kid from Florida State was sensational. I thought he impressed more than anybody I saw at the draft. And by the way, I got my list over here too of the potential guys that are going to go up in the first round. And I'll give you what I thought when I saw him because I watched them. Um, in I watched them in their individual drills. I pretty much watched that combines all the way through. Hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> Birdman goes is G Cobb okay? We don't have any smoke signals, and we haven't seen anything yet. God forbid. So hey, we'll check in. Xander will check in to see if G Cobb's okay. Nothing like a fire alarm going off at an airport when you have world war going on overseas. Yeah, I know. I mean, we should be a tad bit concerned. All of a sudden, an alarm goes off at JFK, and Gary Cobb goes black. <laughs> Putin's pulled the plug on Wi-Fi. He's already done it out here in California. Stop with that, Hugh. It's not a scud. <laughs> it's not a scud, okay? It's not a scud. Hey, that kid Kenny Walker, um, the running back from Michigan State, 4-3-8 and 40. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. He was awful good. And you know who I didn't think was very good? The kid Williams from Notre Dame. I didn't think he really impressed. 4-6-5? I don't know. This kid Walker from Michigan State, and I saw him against Miami. He was absolutely tremendous against the Hurricanes, man. At running back, I thought he was the best back in the game in college football last year. The kid from Michigan State, really a good football player. Hey, that kid Trayvon Walker, man, he is some ball player. Four five one, he runs. He's six foot five. He's two seventy two. Probably playing weight is probably around two eighty. <laughs> that's the kid I'm looking at drafting, and that's the kid I want. I mean, unbelievable speed. That may be as much as I like. As much as I like. Our teams from back in the day, Georgia's going to have four players drafted in the first round off that defense alone. That's pretty impressive, okay? Think about that. That's awful impressive. You got four dudes in the first round. You want to know why they won the national championship and Alabama won the Southeastern Conference title? The two most prestigious championships you can win are the national title and SEC. I'm not sure which one is more than the other. Just depends on what you're looking at. What would you rather be? The national title holder or the Southeastern Conference champion? Huh. That's like asking me if I'd rather be the MLS champion or the premier champion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to be the premier champion. Right? I mean, they did win the Southeastern Conference championship over uh, Georgia. You know, that's one thing that Alabama has now over Georgia. Okay, you win the national championship, but you ain't conference champions. Alabama is. We're the conference champions. You're not. Believe me, that's that used to get thrown back in our face when Florida beat us one year. We won the national title. The Gators came back and went, hey, that's nice. You guys won the national title. We're state champions. We got floored by them 28-3. to 
We won 11 consecutive games after that, won the national championship. Florida used to go like this. Man, it's great. We're state champs, though. You guys didn't beat us. We were always like, you know, and still to this day, man, still to this day, we'll always get to you because your rival beat you. Georgia's rival beat them, okay? Wasn't like they got beat by A&M or somebody else. They got beat by their rival. That always goes on there. And that, that always does. Um, yeah, man, that kid Walker really did a great job. That's some of the, uh, you know, one of the guys that I had picked talking about potentially going to the Eagles. And I love him, man. I do. I think that this kid here is going to be a great pass rusher in the NFL. And he can play the run, too. There were so many good guys. Wasn't it like just a hodgepodge of dudes that were like at the combines that you just went, man, that guy looks great. That guy looks great. That guy looks great. All these kids, in my opinion, I would say 90% of them, a lot of those players helped themselves um, with the combines. It really did. Jameis Williamson wasn't hurt in the SEC chip. We drafted a... High school guy, 26 ter- years ago, didn't work out. Um, hey, man, all I'm telling you is, is that, come on, Big Sills, mock draft two post-combine. S- smile, we'll do that. I want to do it after free agency, though. I want to do it right as we get ready to go into the combines. Because, hey, you're right. You know what, Kyle, you're, 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 you're a stud, Kyle. You're looking a little thin, Sills. What up? It's the new look. See here? Look, man. Like a model now. Look at this. Xander's making me look like a model. Once the Wi-Fi stays in. Hey, how about that first 30 minutes of uh, broadcasting? Is that one for like the Marconis? Is that one for like um, the TV Hall of Fame? Right? Internet Hall of Fame. YouTube Hall of Fame. Oh, you bay. Yeah. Brill cream. Cilio, the mullet is. <laughs> man, oh, man, I can't please anybody, man. Jesus criminy. You know, I, 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 I could talk about my balls again if you want. Just let me know. I'll let you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ah, ah, trim, trim. Hey, I'd rather trim this than you know what. <laughs> Xander gave me a little bit of a little bit of advice. Sills, I love you, but if you can't see like over your gut, hmm. You might want the wife to help you out a little. <laughs> just, it's just a little advice, you know. Know you guys have been married for thirty years. Just helping you out here. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just, 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 just a little advice, Sills. We love you. We love you to death. Just, just, just be careful there. Okay. All right. Let me go down the list here. Guys, just, like I said, I'm just sitting around watching the draft, and there were so many great, absolutely amazing, amazing performances. Evan Neal, 
what a what an athletic performance. Funny, when I was talking to Xander about it. Saw him beat a couple times this year. The kid from NC State had a phenomenal weekend. A phenomenal weekend. I have not seen a time when so many big guys showed up at the combines and performed well. Like you said, the kid Jordan Davis running the four seven eight. Guys, I have never seen a big man like that. It was like watching Shaquille O'Neal run. I've always said this to people. The greatest athlete that I have ever seen with pure size and domination has been Shaq. When Shaq was in Orlando, guys, I lived in Orlando and I watched him and I went to those games. A young, just coming out of LSU, Shaquille O'Neal, at 7'3", or 7'2 and a half, whatever he is, running the floor, he was running the floor like a tight end. I have never seen a big man like that. And you're, I, I'm sitting courtside, and I'm watching Shaq run with Penny Hardaway. Shaq was a phenomenal athlete. There wasn't a position that O'Neal couldn't play on the NFL field. Tight end, offensive line, pass rusher. Shaq was unbelievable. That wingspan he has, can you imagine him playing in the National Football League? But these kids that I saw over the weekend, this Evan Neal kid came out to 6'7", 350 pounds. He's doing one-legged box jumps. It's, here, here's who I think are going to be the first pick in the draft. It's either going to be the kid Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, um, or the kid from NC State, Ikenawu. Is that how you say his name? Those three dudes were so impressive. Big people, 6'5", 330 pounds. I think that kid also ran a sub-5 flat 40. Unbelievable. Lambo says the linemen were more athletic than the tight ends. Lambo, how about this? Jordan Davis is faster than Patrick Mahomes' combine. New breed of players. I've never said this, guys. Okay? The athletes today, like those guys, unbelievable. Okay? Unbelievable. I, I can't believe how big and how athletic some of these guys are. Okay? I mean, they were just incredible. Now, look, I thought, look, I ran, I ran a 481 at 300 pounds, or actually 292. Jerome ran a 492 at 310. But that was 35 years ago, 33 years ago. You know, it was very uncommon to have two 300-pound defensive linemen that ran like that. Our runs were 4-5. Stubbs ran a 4-5. Kevin Fagan ran a 4-5. We had two ends running 4-6, 4-5, and our two tackles ran 4-8s. We were fast. We were big. But that was so uncommon. Now it's a common theme. All these guys, the defensive linemen, the kid from Purdue had a really good camp. You know who did not have a good camp? Hey, listen. Guys, that's why. Smile, I think you said it. I may have to have another draft go or another mock draft going into the NFL draft. Guess who didn't? Devin Lloyd. Kid ran a four six five. That's not too bad. But I saw him in some of the drills, and I was like this. I don't know. 
there were other dudes that were better prepared for the combines than what he was. Now, I got to tell you, I was disappointed with his effort and his preparation, okay? I was. I was a little disappointed, okay? BF says, but Sills, you were on the juice. Your combine numbers don't count. I don't know what you're talking about, BF. There was no drug test back then. How do you know that? How do you know I was on juice? You don't know I was on juice. How do you know I was on steroids? There was no drug test. Thank you very much. You should go Vegas. It's a blast. I lived in Vegas. Big Chris, I started my broadcasting career in Vegas. You know who else started his broadcasting career at the same time as mine? Colin Coward. He was doing television. Yeah. It's really a great time, though. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Sills was definitely on something. Why? Because I bench pressed 535? <laughs> oh, it Maniac, you're being racist now. I just want you to know you're being racist. I, yeah, that's what – no, you know what I was on? I was on ding-dongs and ho-hos. I was on ding-dongs and ho-hos. Okay. Guys, I got a feeling that the Eagles are going to draft a wide receiver in the first round with one of those picks. Hey, I'm with you. NZ Philly, I was not impressed with Aiden Hutchinson. You want to know who my prediction is as a bust? Him. I, it may come back to haunt me. You guys can hold me accountable to it, which you will, which I want you to. Okay? I think that guy's going to be a bust. Maniac. Look at that, dude. Woo! Woo! Look at that, dude. Look at Big Sills. That's, six, that's not 535 right there. That right there, my friends, go back, go back. Let me look at myself some more. That guy, that right there is when I was the CWA, okay? This is when I was the Catch Wrestling Association Junior Heavyweight Champion of the World. When I held the European title, the Junior European title, Otto Wants took me over, and I wrestled for it. I only held it for 12 days. But right here, I'm doing 605. I'm weighing 325 pounds. I was probably doing three sets of five with 515. I was squatting 800 pounds here. Let me see what my totals were. Hang on here. 605 bench, 800 squat, and a 700-pound deadlift. So, guys, I'm just right at 1975, probably in total. Juice or no juice? Okay. Kurt Angle, who? Nobody had anything on big sales. Kurt Angle, who? Oh, I wrestled Road Warrior Hawk. I wrestled Vader. I was on the same list. By the way, I was the 10th ranked heavyweight in Europe. I found that I found that ranking. It's on my Facebook. I had the rankings, and my name was right next to one of my all-time idols, Ken Patera. I was like this, holy cow. And then I got a chance to meet him. I got a chance to wrestle Ken Patera. And I was like, Ken Patera is the first man in history for America to clean and jerk 500 pounds. And he did it at the Pan Am Games. 
I went right up to him and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? This is Ken Patera. And I'm going like, I know who you are, dude. I go, you're like one of my idols, man. He goes, you're that football kid that came over here to wrestle for auto. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get into it. And he's like, well, what do you think of it so far? I'm like, I don't know. Money's great. <laughs> the money's great, but you wrestle every night, man. And you're banged up. D ball chewables. How do you know what D ball is? I remember you wrestling. Still can't believe this. Hey, Will, I know, right? So check this out. Hey, guys, wait a minute. Just so you know. So, like, let me think of how I did this. Oh, yeah. So I played professional football. Then I went into professional wrestling. Then I got my Series 7. And I worked on Wall Street. First for Merrill Lynch. Then for Bear Stearns. <laughs> Then, <laughs> is is that not insanity? Okay, <laughs> Xander says not Merrill Reese. He's like this. Fuck the show's off the rails already, man. Internet and Commie California threw us off already. Plus, you know what, too? Hey, a manscape oh, here. A manscape pound. I got the weed whacker in my hand. Can I say that here? Weed whacker in my hand. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, so I have my Series 7. It's quite a life. Professional wrestler, professional football player, professional commodities broker, and worked on mer uh, acquisitions and mergers on Wall Street. Yeah, at Bear Stearns. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's, that's probably the quote of the day right there. One above all, interesting life. I wanted it to be that way, brother. I wanted it to be that way. I wanted it to be an interesting life. I'm still leaving, leading an interesting life. My wife says that to me all the time. Our knife, my aunt would tell you that. My life has never been normal. Hey, thank you, man. BF and a world-class radio host. Did Bear Stearns mistake you for an actual bear? Thank you, Andrew. Okay. I was a little thinner. <laughs> it's not over yet. God knows whatever that means. God knows what that means. Chris, is that good or bad? Where's the book? Duck, you ready? Oh, my God, I got another thing. Oh, God, I could never say that one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that had... Then, <laughs> I, I might be in witness protection if I brought that one up. So we'll 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 leave that one alone. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> you know, hey, I'll tell you who knows a lot about me is Jason Cole. Why do you think I put Cole on? He knows too much dirt. I told him I'd have to kill him if anything ever happened to our friendship. I'd have to actually go kill him. Calvin Ridley said he only gambled fifteen hundred bucks. I don't know the Calvin Ridley story. I have not heard it. I have not heard that yet. Okay. Just cracked open a beer at five o'clock. Hey, maniac. Okay. Be nicer to me on the middle. Suspended all season. Is that for gambling, Xander? For gambling on games. How could you get suspended for gambling on games when gambling's legal legally? Supreme Court ruled that gambling's legal. Oh, I see. Wait a minute. Xander giving me more intel here. It was the Falcons. 
<laughs> yeah, that really helped. So hang on for a second. So the league can make money on gambling with FanDuel and with these other like fantasy football leagues, but the players can't gamble on games. I want to take that to court. I hope Calvin Ridley sues the league because I would look at a judge and go, wait a minute here. The league has a right to be partners with certain websites that have gambling on it and gamble on the players. But we can't gamble on the games that they're putting up on websites. That sounds like a little hypocritical to me. How's that working? Players will win this. The players will win this. Take this thing to court. Let the Supreme Court rule on it. They ruled two years ago that gambling is legal. That's why states now are talking about having gambling halls all over the United States. And quite frankly, California needs it more than anyone. There's two things that California could do to end their debt and lower these gas prices. You know what that is? Make sure you could buy marijuana everywhere. State tax the hell out of it. And you could have gambling. Gambling would end your debt. And gambling will save New Jersey. Okay? Marijuana, all that stuff. Who cares who takes it? Jesus, criminy. My gas prices are seven bucks. I don't care how you get that number down. Okay? Why should your, why should your war affect us? It doesn't make sense. And now this thing here with this gambling? Come on, dog. Okay? Come on, man. I mean, right? How, is, how in the world does that work? I got to take a time out. Hopefully, hour two will be a 10 times better than what we just did. I can't believe how bad that was. Man, but then again, it was fun and it was funny. Okay? Weed Whacker. Okay? Hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Get a look. Big sales, hit the like button. You got to like that. Hey, Don. <laughs> Very good, man. Hour number two here on the National Football Show. Wow. That thing went everywhere, man. Internet issues, Commie California, Weed Whacker. How you doing? Big fan of the Weed Whacker, by the way. I got a little personal um, advice from my boy Xander. Okay. Make sure you know what you're doing. And Sills, do me a favor. Make sure you read the instructions. (laughs) I have a propensity not to read. You should have seen when we were setting up the new gear. Jesus criminy. He's screaming at me. He's screaming at me. And I have no idea. I don't know where oil goes in a car. Don't you see the button there? No, No, I don't. He's screaming at me. Typical Philly guy. What are you doing? This is taking forever. <laughs> and I'm going like this. Okay, okay, all right. You've got to be gentle with me. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, unbelievable, man. So here is our number two. Guys, really hit the uh, like button. We'll reset everything because I know we kind of missed some things in the last hour here. But let's start this out. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC East right now after what we are watching Dallas have to do? That's get rid of good players. Okay? Are they the best? Let's take a look at that for a second here. Dude, there's a lot of damage that Dallas is going to do to that roster. There's a ton of damage. You're going to lose DeMarcus Lawrence and you're going to lose Amari Cooper because you did not do the right thing when it came to building your football team. And let me go down here with this. Slightly yes. Eastside Monster, you still so you think Dak will be the same quarterback without the guy who turned him around. Okay? You really think that? Washington is up there 215, not with Tyler Heineke. Duck says right now yes, but The commies get a decent quarterback. We're second. That could be. That could be. Okay? Here, let's do this. So you lose Demarcus Lawrence and you lose Amari Cooper. And the Eagles continue to even sit. Say they went into. Watch this. Say that the Eagles even went into. The 2022 season with the current roster and what they have. I don't know. You get all the guys coming back. You get another year of continuity. Jalen's got a quarterback coach and play caller that he's accustomed to and he's used to. The receivers are going to know more about him. They're going to be working together. Remember also, you got to throw some COVID in there too. The Cowboys, now they have C.D. Lamb and... Probably they're trying to do everything they can to keep Michael Gallup. Is that fair? Okay. Parsons, Diggs, Lamb, and company. Well, who's the company? 
you're assuming Randy Gregory's coming back. They may lose both ends. They may... Monster, their cuts are not done yet. They're going to lose Schultz. Zeke, it's right. Zeke is just a name. And Jeremiah, put that up, Xander. How does that not, what Jeremiah is saying, how does that not demoralize the Cowboys when you know you were this close to winning and having an opportunity to win a Super Bowl? And you had basically a one-year window. Did you see what the news is now? The Cowboys have to go to Dak and ask him to restructure his contract because they have to figure ways out for them to be able to get some money so that they could keep some of these guys. Here's the problem with Jerry. Jerry values, and, and maybe rightfully so. He does a better job than what Howie does. But at the end of the day, Howie's a better evaluator. Follow me. If Jerry drafts you, no matter what it is, Jerry loves you, and he wants you on his team. He doesn't really look at free agents and go and go like this. Oh, well, you know, he was my guy. I evaluated him. He is trying to emulate Jimmy Johnson on being this so-called talent evaluator. Let's be, let's be fair about Tony Romo. They got lucky with Romo. No one drafted him. He was a free agent quarterback in Dallas. They got lucky on Parsons. They wanted Sertain, who ended up getting taken by the Broncos, and Parsons fell in their lap. Wasn't like there was this. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Cowboys didn't evaluate Parsons high and have him as a good football player, but that wasn't their target going into the draft. The Cowboys were targeting someone else. They traded down, obviously, with the Eagles so that they could move down, and they got him. And tell you what if you look at it you can't really blame the eagles this is not one of those well you took two of versus taking justin herbert i mean Devonte smith is a good football player my only problem with that is i wouldn't have taken a wide receiver last year if i were the philadelphia eagles i would have taken an edge rusher last year i need chase young on my team i don't need Devonte smith on my team okay what's all we've been talking about is we've been talking about the edge rushers and how important it is. Hell, big picking, Tony Pollard is already better than Zeke. He's more productive, and he only makes $850,000 a year. Always put the money in the room, too. Jerry Jones wants to be a talent evaluator and known as that. And he always leans back at this. His best, Jerry Jones's best highlights are in the rearview mirror. The best team they had since the Jimmy Johnson era was that team when they got hosed when Des Bryant got jobbed out of that catch in Green Bay. I thought it was a catch. They had went to the NFC Championship game. I thought that was their best team. Romo was the quarterback. I, I thought that really was their best team that he had had and put together. But outside of that, they've won three games in the postseason since 98. He's been a terrible talent evaluator is my point. And on top of that, not only has he been a terrible talent evaluator, he's overpaid. This guy's overpaid for just about every single guy he's ever drafted. Look at what he did with Jalen Smith. 
He gave that guy a ton of money and had to eat it with dead cap money, which is still on the books. And he's now looking for his third team, Jalen Smith. Thought he got a deal because the kid was hurt at Notre Dame. Don't ever draft Notre Dame, guys. I know you guys like Kyle Hamilton, not me. I'm not drafting anybody out of Notre Dame. They don't translate. Very few of those guys. You're going to go like this. Well, Joe Montana, okay. Joe Montana, 35 years ago. Okay, who are the greatest players in the history of Notre Dame? Tim Brown. Would you put Tim Brown in the top 20 wide receivers all time? Absolutely not. Who else? Montana. Absolutely second best quarterback of all time. There. Okay. Let's see. Running back. Mm, can't think of one. Jerome Bettis. Yeah, okay. Okay. Jerome Bettis. Probably top 50 running backs ever. 30. Right? Poe Jackson was a better player. Terrell Davis is a better player. Game. Okay. Hey, the kid from Miami, who's third all time, is a better player than Jerome Bettis. Okay? <laughs> There's a guy from the University of Miami. You don't even know his name. He's third all time. Look it up. Okay? Taylor O'Line? Aaron Taylor? I don't know. Jamal Lewis went to Tennessee, I believe, my friend. I think Jamal Lewis went to Tennessee. Hey, BF, I'm just saying, Notre Dame doesn't put the players in the league that people think. Rudy, I love it. Tim Brown, really? I can name you 20 receivers that are 10 times better than that guy. Would you rather have Tim Brown or Amendola or Edelman? Come on, man. Joe Theismann was decent. We're talking 45 years ago. How about recently? But the last 20 years. Best Notre Dame player in the last 20 years is who? I'm going to show you guys something on, on recruiting and scouting. And scouting for the NFL. I'll show you something on Alabama too, okay? Who's the best player in the last 20 years come out of Notre Dame? Best player. Zach Thomas? Zach Thomas? Okay. Last 20 years, big picking. Guy come out of Notre Dame. Bryant Young. Good player. But that's more like 30 years ago, 25 years ago. He played in the 90s. Okay. Last 20 years. Okay. Okay. Dang, please. Tim Brown. Useless. Ronnie Staley. I'd say Zach Martin. Last 20 years. Look at these names. Okay. Howie Long came out of Villanova. Chris Long came out of Virginia. Yeah. Dion, I would say that Zach Martin has a shot at being a Hall of Fame football player. I do. Tim Brown. Actually came out in 88, 87, somewhere around there. That's not 20 years. Okay? That's not 20 years. It's more like 30. And I don't think much of Tim, as you can tell. I don't ever remember him making a significant play in his entire life. Rondé Barber went to Virginia. Um, Alan Page is 60 years ago. 
okay? I said 20. University of Pittsburgh has more talent over the last 20 years than what Notre Dame ever has. Darrell Rivas, Aaron Donald, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, Curtis Martin. This kid uh, Pickett's going to go. Dude, the University of Pittsburgh puts people in the NFL. Pitt has done a great job. Hey, don't forget Joe Flacco first went to Pitt, then he transferred to Delaware. Okay? Pitt. Hey, Pitt has put a ton of people. Darrell Revis, like I said. Darrell Revis and Aaron Donald were recruited by Dave Wanstad. Okay? I mean, let, let, let's take another one. Can you name me the best Nebraska player um, in the last 20 years? One Nebraska player that was an all-pro type player. Hmm. Doesn't come to mind. Name me a top-flight player at a Southern Cal. Over the last 20 years, an all-pro. Let me think. Juju Smith-Schuster? Um, Harrison Smith? Remington's 35 years ago. 20 years. D-Jax? Dominican Sioux, Nebraska. Very good. Good football player. Nice, Matt. Good pull. Friars, 37 years ago. 20 years. Juju Smith-Schuster, I believe, is a USC guy. Okay? I believe he's... I'm going to make a point to you here. Look at the Southern Cal dropping talent over the last 20 years. Okay? Name me guy out of Oklahoma. Let's see. Go, Jalen. Baker Mayfield? Um, who? 20 years. Running back. Um, the running back, who is just now out of gas. Clay Matthews went to USC. Clay was a good football player. Okay. Cornell Buckholter. Wow. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. Okay. I'll tell you this, I can't think of too many defensive guys. They don't play defense at Oklahoma anymore. Adrian Peterson is their best player in the last 20 years, for sure. My point is, is that their players there at Oklahoma, NFL-wise, I don't know. Joe Mixon's good. Joe Mixon's good. Okay? LSU. I'm going to get to the good teams here in a second. Dude, Ohio State's a laundry list of good football players. George is a great list of football players that have come out in the last 20 years. Alabama, let's take a look at Alabama, for instance. Who's the best Alabama football player that's come out in the last 20 years? Who's the best? Who do you think the best Alabama player is? Who's the best Alabama player that you would say? Okay. Mark Ingram, you think he was one of the best running backs in the NFL? I think Mark was a good player. I wouldn't call him an elite back. 
Julio Jones. Julio Jones is an elite wideout. I like Julio. I'm a fan of Julio Jones. Let's take a look again. How about Hightower? Is Hightower, you think Hightower's elite? He's borderline elite. Derrick Henry is spectacular, and he's a Hall of Fame candidate. Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. Landon Dickerson? Not yet. Who else? Gee, I got five guys. Okay, Julio Jones. Dante Hightower. Derrick Henry. Dante Hightower. Julio Jones. And who else? Out of Alabama in the last 20 years? Who else? LSU's put more pros in the Pro Bowl than Alabama has in the last 20 years. Alvin Kamara's a Tennessee guy. You don't get credit for that. Just like Ohio State doesn't get credit for Joe Burrow. That's an LSU kid. Okay? BF, the Alabama list, isn't as impressive as I would have thought. It's not. Okay? They're, by the way, they're really good players. I'm not throwing shade. It's like the Duke conversation. Think of this. Who's the greatest player in Duke basketball under Coach Krzyzewski? Kyrie Irving? Grand Hill? Grand Hill probably. And then who? And then who? Christian Leitner? <laughs> you couldn't name me a guy outside of Isaiah Thomas that Bob Knight coached in his 37 years at Indiana that was worth a hill of beans that went to the NBA. Yeah, Grand Hill, I get it. My point is there's certain programs that you can always count on to produce really good NFL quality players and great NFL. Now, I will say this to you about the Bama team. Bama has transformed themselves into being a spread offense and more of these wide receivers and quarterbacks and O-linemen are now going to Bama, okay? It's no longer three yards in a cloud of dust any longer at Alabama. Okay. You're, I mean, look at the quarterbacks being drafted in high rounds now at Alabama. That didn't happen. Um, that hasn't happened since the 60s. You had Kenny Stabler and you had Namath. Then in the 70s, you had Richard Todd. And after that, you had nobody's coming out. You had Mike Shula's quarterbacking that team. Now you're getting prolific quarterbacks. Instead of wanting to go, get this, instead of wanting to go to Miami or wanting to go to Utah or uh, USC, they're now going to Alabama because Alabama spreads the ball out and you're getting gifted wideouts. I'll tell you this, Jamison Williamson and the crew that they have down there now for Bryce Young, dude, they got a bunch of superstar young wide receivers down on that team. And I'm going to tell you something. That Alabama team this year is going to be a nightmare for teams to have to deal with because of the young talent that they have. They overachieved with that group they had last year. They overachieved, but because of great coaching, that's a good-looking football team. I will say this to you, though, and it's probably Xander's probably not going to like this. I ain't going anywhere near Bryce Young. He's too small. 5'11", 190? No, thank you. Not me. As good as that kid looks as 
a college player. No disrespect, Xander. That's too tiny, man. Dude, but watch this. He'll go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to coach, ever to play in college football. Kid wins a Heisman, okay? He's going to win a national championship. He's going to have one of the greatest records of all time. He's going to be like Tommy Frazier. He may be better than Tebow when everything is said and said and done. He'll have a better career than Tebow because he was coached. And, and, and by the way, that's all under the assumption that Saban stays there and coaches him all the way through. Because now you know what we're starting to look at here? Saban's now closer to the end than any other time in his career coaching. So you got to look at this as you're a potential high school kid too. What if, what if Saban decides to coach one more year, two more years? What you don't think people at LSU or Texas A&M or Georgia or any of those other SEC teams are starting to do this? Um, you know, uh, the word is that coach, you know, he's 70 years old. You know, this could be like the last couple recruiting classes. Well, you don't think that goes on in a family's uh, living room? I would listen to that too. Yeah, you know, he is 70. My grandfather would go, so what? <laughs> and I go, I get you, Gramp. I get the best coaching in the, in the country. It's going to be interesting to see who takes that program over because to me in college football, never be the same. Alabama had downtimes, guys. They had downtimes because they had shitty coaching in there. Even Gene Stallings, though, who was a really good coach, he won a national championship because once you get good coaching at Alabama, they automatically jump right back to the top. But when you have shitty coaching there, Tuscaloosa, okay, you, it, you see it on Saturdays. Anytime they get good coaching in there, they win immediately because kids in that southern part of the area want to play at Alabama. John Hanna was a hell of a football player. Um, probably their greatest offensive lineman that's ever uh, come out of Alabama. This kid, Evan Neal, is maybe their greatest athlete ever to come out of um, Alabama. John David Booty, I believe, was an LSU guy, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was LSU. So here, again, look at the University of Miami. Last year, they put two kids that were defensive ends in the first round. Okay, they're still putting guys. Calais Campbell was not a very good college football player when he was at Miami. But there's certain places that you know you get skill set guys at and that are phenomenal athletes. Clemson's another place. Okay, Ohio State, Pittsburgh. Like, this is why this Jonathan Taylor kid shocked me. Can you name me a running back since Alan Amici back in the 50s that Wisconsin has produced that was a good back? Ron Dane even ran out of gas because the amount of carries he had. That Fletcher kid, he ran out of gas. And so when Taylor went for 18-10, I was like, wow, this kid is special. So when we're recruiting these big-time schools – and you're seeing Northern Iowa like at the Combines or Sam Houston State, always know this, especially when you're looking. Here, if I'm, if, I'm a, if, I'm a, if I am a recruiter and I am a talent evaluator on an NFL team, I do recruit the schools. Why in the world do you think you're going to break? And again, I keep going back to this, and Xander is a – Ron Dane was average. Melvin Gordon, he's going on his third team, BF. If he's so good, 
Why didn't the Chargers keep him? Chargers traded up to 16 to get him. How about Denver? If he's so good, why is Denver letting him loose on the open market? Okay? So, like, when I came, hey, it's almost like a year now that we started here. And I remember getting pushback by some people going about Justin Fields. And I'm going like this. So you think this kid's going to break the mold of all the shitty quarterbacks Ohio State's produced over the years? Do you know the most successful quarterback ever in Ohio State history is? It's Mike Tomzak. Mike Tomzak. I played against Mike when he was in Chicago. He's been the most successful Ohio State quarterback in 157 years. But you're going to draft a quarterback, and you're the Bears who haven't had an all-pro quarterback since 1953. You're going to draft a guy out of a school that has never produced them. And you have never produced an all-pro. That's a disaster in Chicago. He's nothing. There's no way that guy's going to all of a sudden turn out to be the next thing. Now, someone would say, Sills, well, what about, you know, Patrick Mahomes going to Texas Tech and he coming, he, he coming out of college, and now look at him. He's a superstar. Fair enough. You do get those guys like that. But if I recruit LSU enough and I keep recruiting LSU and all the talent, I'm going to get a quarterback. How about this? You want to hear something? I'll even give you one better. This is all goes down into what I saw this past weekend with the draft and with the combines. What college do you think is the greatest perf- performer of putting NFL guys in the league? What college would you think? Okay. That's right, Razor. And, and Ryan Day. Chose Haskins over Burrow. What college did you guys think has uh, produced the best NFL quarterbacks? Georgia? Let's see. Tarkington? Matthew Stafford? Mm, there's two. LSU? Uh, let's see. Um, Joe Burrow? With the Colts quarterback back in the day, I can't think. I uh, played for the man. He was really good until he got injured. Um, there's two. Bama, look at look at Bama's heritage. Oh, Georgia, didn't they have? Um, I wanted. I I if I'm not mistaken, I believe Georgia also had. No, that was Louisville. Louisville had Unitas. Louisville had Unitas. Okay? Louisville had Unitas, and I believe Bart Starr also is a Bama guy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay? Here, let me give you one. Tell me what school this is. Let's see here. Bob Greasy. Drew Brees. Um... Jim Everett, Jeff George. There's four right there. Can you tell me the school? Purdue. Purdue. 
That's right, Lewis. Purdue has produced more quarterbacks and two of them that are Hall of Famers than what Ohio State's ever produced. So when I'm putting my talent evaluation board together, that plays a factor. I'm going to look at Alabama and say this, O-line, D-line, linebackers, wide receivers. I'll say this to you, Bama does a better job at producing NFL wide receivers than Southern Cal. When I was a kid, I would never have said that. Never. If I was a wide receiver, you think I'm going to Alabama? What are you, nuts? I'm going to Southern Cal. You put a Southern Cal scholarship on the table versus Alabama, and I'm a wideout? I'm not even thinking about Alabama. Today, I would never put USC in Alabama's league at wide receiver or defensive line. I'd be like this. Yeah, you know, I'm going to Bama. DBs, I'm going to LSU. Wide receivers, too. I'll tell you what. It'd be between LSU and Alabama. And so what I'm as a talent guy, say I'm an Eagle organization and I'm a talent guy, Let's see what the group is because here's why. When you have that much talent in your room, how do you know the second guy is not going to be a guy who's a great player, but he just doesn't get the reps? How many times have we seen wide receivers at Alabama sitting the pine, having to wait their time, and all of a sudden you go like this, that kid Waddle can play. All of a sudden Devontae Smith jumps up because Waddle gets hurt early in the year. Kid wins the freaking Heisman because he got more opportunities and more targets. That tells me something about the Bama room. When I'm a talent guy, I'm looking at that. That's a pretty talented room. Like, I'm looking at Georgia right now. Who else is in that Georgia room that I may want to look at? Maybe get the kid in the third or fourth round that didn't get the reps. Let me give you another history before we take a timeout. You remember that kid, Matt Castle? Remember the kid, Matt Castle, who quarterbacked um, at the New England Patriots and went 11-5, Brady's injured year? Then he goes to Kansas City and even wins a division title. Do you remember that guy? Do you know that he never played? No, I'll take that back. He never started a rep at USC as a quarterback because he had Chris, because he had, um, he had Palmer and he had Liner in front of him. He had Palmer and Liner in front of him. And Matt Corral, or not Matt Corral, I'm sorry. He ended up having a better career than what Matt Leiner had. That guy had a better career. One of two division. No, they didn't win the division title. They went 11 and five. Miami won it that year. And it was like one of the few times that an 11 win ball team didn't go uh, to the playoffs. Matt Castle did that. And Belichick went like this. Well, he's got two guys that are Heisman Trophy winners in front of him. So they end up drafting him late. That's because he knew the room. Ogeron put those guys in the room, too. Look what he did at LSU. That's how I'd look, set my table up on who I'm targeting. I'm just not looking at Aiden Hutchinson and going like this. Guy's a great-looking talent. Really? And a watered-down Big Ten. And against a not a very good Ohio State. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not the elite Ohio State team we've seen in the last five, six years. 
And then I look at the rest of the Big Ten and I went, I don't know. SEC every week, every week, every week, every week. You got to be on your toes. Okay? Not, hey, dude, McDuffie, one above all, McDuffie's one, this, one of the top-rated guys. Here's what I don't like about him. I don't like he's 5'11". I don't like he's 5'11". I don't like that. I don't like anybody under six feet. Okay, on my defense. Got a problem with that. Okay? And that's kind of, that means this. So when he goes up against Julio Jones, there's a physical mismatch right there. Jones is a beast. Even if he's as athletic as him, there's a size differential there. Oh, I'm doing this. If I'm, watch this, if I'm a quarterback, and I got Julio Jones. I'm Brian Tannehill. I'm just throwing it up. I don't care how good McDuffie is. I don't care how good a cover guy he is. Okay? I just noticed Julio Jones is a physical presence. And he's going to outmuscle that guy. Jefferson versus McDuffie at 5'11". I'm going to throw that up too. I'll take the chance on the pick. Because if he don't catch it, I know that guy ain't catching it. Because those guys fight for the football. That's how I evaluate people. Who you? Who, who have you? I would never have in a million years drafted Carson Wentz. I'm sorry, guys. When Howie did that at a North North Dakota State, who the frig do they play? Do they play against talented NFL guys? Didn't you guys ask those questions when they were thinking about drafting him? I will say this to you guys about one thing about Eagle fans on this one. Didn't anybody bring up he played against horseshit teams? Did anybody bring that up ever? Who has he played against? I never, never thought Carson Wentz, and this is honestly, in the, actually, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something. I thought he played better than what I, this is probably, you know what, guys? I just thought about something. I never thought about it until right now. This is probably why I'm a little bit higher on Carson Wentz today than I was on draft day. Because I didn't think shit of him. I was like, who would he play against? Has he ever played in college against an NFL guy? Because when he gets to the NFL and he's in the NFC East, you're going to be playing against quality, great players. And you see the small things that are holding him back. Holds onto the ball too much. Okay? He fumbles a lot. Okay? He moves too much. There's no fluidness to him. There's no touch to his passes. That's all a product of playing in a league where you are just more physically dominant than someone else. Result, he was a really good college player in a shitty division. This guy was like playing division one double A football. Nothing against those guys. Okay? Nothing against those dudes. I mean, I just, I, I, I probably give Carson more of where he is now and say, you know, he's better. I'll tell you this. You see, you guys probably thought Carson Wentz was a great college prospect. I didn't. And that's why you guys are looking at it like he sucks, Sills. I look at it like I think he's actually overachieved. 
See, I think I, I never thought of it that way. That's why you guys keep going. Here we go. Wentz being pushed again. I actually think he over he overachieved. I didn't think anything of him coming out of college. Then again, I didn't think anything of Jared Goff coming out of college. You know, I um, Sonny Dykes when he was um, his coach was trying to pimp to me that this kid's really great. He's this and that, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. I I I don't. Hey, Philly um, Talk Podcast. That's why I said when I saw him in his second year, I went like this. Wow. Chris, I did. I went, wow. I was shocked. I couldn't believe how well he played. But then when the NFL coordinators got a book on him, I went like this. No, this is who he is. This is who... Wentz is, but still, like this year, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, that's overachieving to me. You guys look at it like, okay, he shits the bed in big games. Okay, that's fair. But to me, he's overachieved because I never thought he was anything when he came out of college. All right. More on the combines. I hope you guys get a sense of how I look at positioning players and where I go. I'm tr- what I'm trying to do, guys, I'm trying to have more of my picks hit than trying to find the next the, the, the next Parsons. Howie's got 11 picks. Do you know what the chances are that three of those guys turn out to be starters? 20%, 27%. What I want to do is I want those 11 picks, I want that to be at least 50%, that half my picks turn out. Okay, I don't want to be drafted from these nobody programs that don't produce shit. And you you go like this, Sil. So you're recruiting a school? Yeah, I'm recruiting why kids go. When you go and play at Alabama today or LSU, you go there because you're getting great coaching. They've always had great coaches at those places for those particular positions the history is behind it look at a pit offensive lineman that come out of the university of pittsburgh okay think about that jimbo colvert bill fralick russ grimm mark may jim sweeney some of the greatest offensive linemen ever to come out of pittsburgh have come out of pit because they had a guy by the name of joe moore there Joe Moore sent the template. Guys, hit the like button. More on the combines. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Your boy Dan Silio. Please hit the like button, guys. Hugh over here says this draft. All GA and Alabama players. Okay, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? My chances of them failing are a lot less than me going out and recruiting North Dakota State or Mississippi Valley State, even though Jerry Rice went there. Okay, what do you think the odds are that you land on Rice? You th- do you know the story of Jerry Rice? It was a gamble. Do you know that he ran like a 4940 or something like that or 4740 at his workout? Bill Walsh is recruiting this wide receiver from Pittsburgh. His name was Rooster Jones. I think it was at like a um um like a East West Shrine game or something. Walsh was the head coach at Stanford and then just got the 49er job. And Jerry Rice, of course, as everyone knows, he went to uh, Mississippi Valley State. They're recruiting this kid, Rooster Jones. And all these wide receivers are running the routes and running 40s and doing this and that. Bill Walsh went like this. Who's that kid? He goes, oh, that's Jerry Rice. Played at Mississippi Valley State. He goes, really? He's got phenomenal hands. Yeah, but he's not very fast. Walsh overlooked that. And went, yeah, but he runs tremendous routes. And he's got great hands. And all the talent guys are sitting there going, but Bill, this guy Rooster Jones played on this pit team. They they won all these ball games. Walsh went like this. Eh, I don't know. Something about the kid. Let's find out if he's got a good work ethic. 
found out that this guy is a workaholic. He knew he would improve on that, on that 40 time. You can't improve on having great hands and a great route runner and attentive and listening. Walsh went like this. There were more intangibles. Instead of that shitty 40-yard dash, that Walsh went like this. I'm going to draft him. Jerry had a pretty – how about this? Do you guys want to go back and you guys want to take a look at his first year compared to Devontae Smith's? They're pretty comparable. I don't think Jerry had 1,000 yards his first year. Okay, I think it was like 930-something, okay, his first season. He didn't have 1,000 yards. So when you first watched him, you were like, eh, all right. <laughs> then from year two on, it would, the rest is history because he got a great signal caller in the building. And he had Joe Montana. Montana believed in him. He worked on his 40. Then they started putting talent around him. By the way, John Taylor was a fine wide receiver and a fine number two, but he wasn't really anybody. It was Rice, Montana, and it was Roger Craig. That's it, man. Hey, and Chris, there's a great point Chris makes. He didn't look slow. <laughs> I don't ever I, – I played during his era, and I'll tell you, Rice never, in my opinion – was ever caught from behind. I don't ever remember anybody running him down, and he wasn't particularly fast. Dude, I almost had a, I almost had a faster 40 time than he did. He wasn't fast. Rice, Paul Rice is the greatest offensive weapon in NFL history. 200 touchdowns. Just think about that. He probably had what? Over his 20-some-odd years, four Four carries, touches, receptions, a game, and he had 200 touchdowns. Tom Rathman was decent. Oh, by the way, Hugh, you know when you say, hey, just draft Alabama and Georgia players? There was a time if you just drafted Florida, Miami, and FSU guys, you might land on Emmett Smith, you might land on Deion Sanders, and you might land on Michael Irvin or Jerome Brown, okay, or Lomas Brown. Right? Or Derek Brooks. Or Warren Sapp. You can go around that room. You can go around that room, dude. Or Big Sills. Thank you. That's right, baby. I'll be grooming it up here. Okay? Prime time. Hey, he could not tackle. I'll tell you one thing about primetime, though, Hugh. Half that field for about 15 years in the NFL, every game he played, you didn't throw to him. Dion used to play the hash. Stand on the hash and dare quarterbacks. He would leave the guy wide open and dare them to throw it to him. And he'd break on the ball and get picks. You didn't throw it to Deion Sanders' side of the field. In today's NFL... Deion Sanders would be the highest paid defensive player and it wouldn't be close. Okay. Cause he is the ultimate cover corner. He didn't have to hit anybody today. They don't have to hit him now. They don't want you to hit him. You couldn't afford Deion today. He'd be a 25, $30 million guy. Plus on his uh, special teams. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Him and Ed Reed are the two best defensive backs I've ever seen. 
Ed Reed's a savant. And Ed was great in college, in special teams, and in college as a position player. But he was also that in the pros. Phenomenal special teams, best safety in NFL history. And yes, and that includes Ronnie Lott. Nobody close. Hey, Andre Risen and him used to used to get it on. I actually like Andre Risen. I think we tried getting him on the show here. Didn't we, Xander? Like and his phone bugged out or something. Uh, it was something like that. But we we had him and his phone just crapped out. Yeah. Hey, I don't have a problem recruiting that. So like when when Howie's putting his his uh draft board together, okay, guys? Howie's putting his draft board together. When you, how many times are you going to find Daryl Green at Texas A and I? I'm not saying you shouldn't recruit the dudes or go take a look at them, because the guy may impress you. Like Bill Walsh was impressed by Jerry Rice. I'm not saying, but guess what? A lot of programs. That's what Cincinnati does. They only recruit the Power Five uh, football programs. Look at who's on that team. Most of the guys are Power Five guys. You limit your chances of failure in the draft that way. How much, how much money do you think Alabama spends on recruiting? How much money? How much money do you, would you say on a year? Plus, they get the top. I'm using Alabama because they get the top classes every year. How much money do you think they spend on on evaluating high school kids coming out of college, coming out of high school? $20 million, $15 million, traveling, staying at hotels, camps, have the kids come in, constant phone calls, going and seeing the guy. I'll tell you this, a kid who's being recruited by Alabama could get 10 trips, unofficial and official trips from a Bama guy inside of a year. What about the three years he's being recruited by the program? You could spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars on one guy recruiting him to try to get him to. How about when they had to recruit to a tug of Viola? Didn't he live in uh, Hawaii? How about those plane flights going over to Hawaii to recruit a kid who's a quarterback in Hawaii? Talk to the parents over there. Got to talk to the parents. Look at that. There's eighty-three guys on a team. There's eighty-five guys on scholarship. I should say, there's about 100 some odd guys on a football team. Okay, 85 of those guys. What do you think each guy costs the team? 30 grand a year to evaluate him, to put him on the team? So if I'm Howie Roseman and I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I know this. Devontae Smith, Alabama must have paid $300,000 to evaluate that kid just to get him in the building. Then the amount of coaching that they spend with him. Then the scholarship. Alabama probably paid a million bucks to recruit him and evaluate him and to develop him. Why would you overlook that? Why would you not look at that in the way that you set up your board? Bama spent a million dollars on Devontae Smith. Scholarships, recruiting, college coaching. But you somehow have the notion that you are going to recreate the wheel and I'm going to take a kid from the Citadel. Come on, man. Okay? 
That's why when you're recruiting these big programs, you start there. You don't start at Temple. You don't start at Boston College. (laughs) You get around to Boston College. Dan, there's a kid at BC. He's a great football player. Okay? That kid, Zach Allen, who went to BC, he played in my conference, the FCX. That's why I'm bringing him up. And I I kind of know Zach and his family. They're from New Canaan. And... He went to Boston College. I think he went either the second or third round to Arizona. Good football player. Okay? And you look at and you you get around to those guys. Okay? So when you're setting when you're setting the table, thank you smile, I appreciate it, man. And he's setting up his table and you're looking at some of these guys like look at Aiden Hutchinson here. This is why my problem comes down to Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson played at Alabama or played at Michigan, and everyone's looking at him and going like, well, they evaluated him. They put a lot of recruiting into him. But then when you get around him, I look at Aiden Hutchinson and I go like this, 265, 6'6", 6'7", sure sounds good. But when I watch his production in games against Georgia, that game mattered to me. Okay, and I watched him at the Combines. He didn't look any more impressive than the kid Johnson from Florida State. Actually, I thought the kid Johnson from Florida State was more impressive. Where's that list? I'll tell you this. Here's who I was more impressed with. The kid Johnson from Florida State. I think Thibodeau, I think he was just as impressive. The kid from Purdue, I thought he could have run a better 40. David Ajabo, I thought he looked okay. I have a problem with a guy with only 15 games under his belt, though. Hey, Dion, that was my total point. Georgia ran at him and ran him over. Hey, Razor, that kid, I like that, J.J., he was impressive. Got around the corner on the hula hoop too. Picked up the um, the rags. He looked good. And he looked polished. And he had swivel in his hip too. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I apologize about the way the, st- the show started today, man. We apologize about the internet. It's California. I hope you like the new digs though, man. It's really cool. We really appreciate everybody at Jacob what they're doing for us here too. Hey, we'll be back on the middle tomorrow. We're double dipping again. We really enjoy doing this with you guys. Okay. Hey, I know the first hour of the show, probably the biggest train wreck that I've had, but it was a fun, it was fun and it was funny. And um, hopefully we picked it up in hour number two for you here. Do me a very, that kid, hey, Trayvon Walker razor, man, he he's the most impressive guy. Well, I don't know. Jordan Davis ran at four, seven, eight. That was unbelievable, man. I could not believe. His shuttle drill was insane. Some of the best numbers I've ever seen. All right, guys, till tomorrow on the middle and then back afternoon, four to six. See you on the flip side.